Hello, this is The Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. This morning, um, good to see you guys. Welcome to church. Yeah, so you know, we posted Mission Impossible, so people took it personal. Please, the issues that have been in your life, since nobody this will go fix all of them. But it will start. It will start. Right. Um, so we, we, we've been doing, we started a new series called Dreams of the Continent. And what we've been talking about is that God is trying to expand our understanding of salvation and the context of the kingdom beyond the confines of ourselves, our nation, and even the continent. That the dreams, God has dreams, and his dreams is not just about Nigeria. That sometimes when we fragment the understanding to just Nigeria, we fall short of seeing the big picture. There's a big picture. When God was talking about, uh, from the history book, when you go back in time, he called Abraham, and it wasn't just to give him a, a nice child. And sometimes God is speaking to you, but you're hearing only in the context of what you know. So he, tell, he told Abraham, I'll, I'll give you a son. And Abraham was getting excited about it, but in the son, God had a dream for a nation. So Sarah just wanted a child, and God wanted a nation. And until she could see beyond the confines of just nursing a baby, she wasn't just ready to carry that birth. And it's not that God was waiting on them, but they were, it wasn't that God was delaying it, but they were not ready to pick that thing up. Because sometimes you just have to be ready. So if you are in this industry, Africa as a continent has gone through years and years of slavery, colonialism, and everything. And the gospel comes to restore, not just that which will, not just the spiritual side of our existence to restore us back to Christ, but to restore all that was lost. So this morning, we're taking on another aspect of this story, a tribe of people on their journey from slavery to freedom. And I think this particular case study where we're going to be doing this morning is pretty much a reflection of still Nigeria, still your story, my story on a level. And I'll just leave a few a couple of thoughts for you guys to process. First of all, do you know he's not the most talented that actually delivers in its life? Eh? Don't ever think that is the most talented that delivers. You will meet some incredibly talented singers. They just didn't do anything with it. You meet people who are talented artists, they just didn't do anything with it. You meet people who are very talented people, they just didn't do it. So the question is, how come you're so talented yet you can't produce? How come you're so talented yet you can't actually harness what you have? It's not the talent that makes the man, it's the mind. And if the mind is in chains, no matter how talented you are, you can't work in the fullness of that which you are. So let's put a hold on that. Think of the one hit wonder. Let's not call names. But I can tell you a few people that, when I saw that, I said, this, this person is here to stay. But that was the last we heard of it. That was the last we heard of it. My question is that, and I'll be thinking, out of this would come more. But why is it that some people are one hit wonder? And I think it's not very unconnected to what we're studying this morning. Okay, now, ladies, I need your support this morning. Have you ever dated potential? Yes. No. You've dated potential. Now, the fear of many ladies is that, it, it, you know, sometimes it takes longer to see the reality. In fact, some people are potential in 10 years. Or you, or, no, it's too long, the potential. So, and if we started on campus, you understand, and, and things are not looking like it's going to tie, tie put, the, put the ring on it very soon. You see this, let's say, I'm not getting younger. And the guy said, well, 35 is the new 25. And in Nigeria, very, very anyway, that's, we are not on the calendar of times. So, so we can't subscribe to that one. But guys are marrying late these days. 
If you're 30 and married, let me see your hand. We are few. We are few. Well, let's no tension this morning, no pressures. Don't rush. There's enough on the other side of time. Better prepare and enter. Because some people jump out after one month, one year. And say they think it was a scam. That nobody told them it was this hard. Right, so there is still, so keep, up, keep in mind, why is it that some people are potential, always potential and never relating or betting things? There is something there. I also want to pull out another category. People who just dream. They are dreamers. And every time they are startups. I, I think there has to be a law. After a particular time, you should not call yourself a startup again. But have you met 20 years startup? When it's time to pay you, they say a startup will be you. But when it's time to collect money, they say we're, we're, we're conglomerates. But like I said, the, you also find that some people are just at that point where it becomes stuff. So when you look at the patterns here, you understand something. But the Bible gives us a picture of something that there is a spiritual warfare. And in John 10, verse 10, there is a picture that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. Right? So we understand that there is, a there is something out there, whatever it is that is stopping you from claiming that which you want to be. So it is the intention of the devil to steal dreams, to kill dreams, to destroy dreams. It is the intention of the devil to steal marriages, to kill marriages, to destroy marriages. And it is the intention of the devil to make you broke, broke and broke and send you back to the village. But that's not God's plan for you. Right? Now the flip side, God comes to give life and life abundantly. If you don't have a proper theology of spirituality, you're going to get into two extremes. And they are very dangerous. I'm going to crack them this morning for you guys. The first extreme of spirituality is what we Africans know. It's called superstition. So the way we understand spiritual warfare is that devil is more powerful and we're a victim. So we live perennially in the fear that the devil is after us. No, no, Jesus didn't keep a vigil for the devil. He didn't keep a vigil. The devil was not that important. It is your ignorance that is giving the devil that much power. But we're going to level him this morning because there is a need to level things. So you don't have to be afraid of your stepmother. Eat the rice, drink some malt. Oh. If your faith not rich, no carry more. You understand? If I say, Pastor, I say, eat it. No, your faith has to carry it. But my point is, we, Jesus didn't go around afraid of things. He will see the leper, he will touch the leper, the leper will get well. I mean, at one time, everybody is not, even somebody without mask cannot touch you. Guys, we might need some marks soon enough. Just for to be politically correct. You know, to be politically correct. But at the end of the day, keep that at the back of your mind. Superstition is the, it's you, you sort of like exalt the devil, give him a prime place, make him more powerful than he is. And then you live your life. You have in superstition, you have a high view of the devil. And maybe even a low view of God's power. And a low view of your identity as a son of God. So you lack the understanding that you have power. And that's what superstition is. Every cockroach is from the village. You killed all the cats in your neighborhood. Do you know that those were pets? Because they, were, they gave you the book of night caterers. And when you saw the demonstration of night caterers, you, you, know, you, you, you became tensed. So even if you eat in your dreams, it's belief that gives meaning. One who eat in his dream and said, oh, I've been fed for the day, thank you angels. So wake up with food, well fed by angels who say, ah, they came for me. Nobody came for you. Your belief is the truth. Now, if you move away from superstition, you come to the other side. What you have is substition. Substition is actually a low view of God and a low view of devil. That's what's worrying Oibo. Yeah, Oibo. They don't even believe everything is dysfunction. 
you know, not serial killers. It's not all that uh, the serial in the killing. It's quite there's something behind though. You know, but they would diagnose it and said uh, it's a psychological instability. So, brother could use some laying of hands. Some things could use some laying of hands. So, but they, they don't have they don't have a concept a context for understanding life beyond the dimension. All that is is all that is. So when you meet them, they say, oh, this is dysfunction, pathology, and all of those things. But there has to be a theology beneath every pathology. There has to be a theology beneath all of those things. So let's look at Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 12. We start there this morning and just start to pull out how you engage. So mission impossible means that in this life, you have victory. But the test of life is that you have to execute the victory every day you live. When you face health challenges, you execute the victory. So the question we ask Christians is not... Uh, do you want to get healed? That's not, the, that's not the question. The question is, why are you not? So it, it's, it's, it's an anomaly that healing is not manifesting. So the question is not, do you want to? It's not like, can you know? How are you not getting healed? So are, are we there? Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. Verse. Ephesians 6, verse 10. I'll take it off from the Amplified Version. So let's read. It says, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from Him and be empowered through your union with Him. And in the power of His boundless might, see what it says, put on the full armor of God. For His precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier, so that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Now I want us to keep an eye on three things, on the schemes, on the strategies and the deceits of the devil. He says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers and against the powers, and against the world forces of this present darkness, and against the spiritual forces of the wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. Therefore, put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger. And having done everything that the crisis demands, stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, victorious. So, you stand firm and hold your ground, having tightened the wide band of truth, personal integrity, moral courage around your waist, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and upright heart, and having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace in the preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and the readiness produced by the good news. Now, I want us to also keep an eye. We'll come back here, but let's look at 2 Corinthians 10. In 2 Corinthians 10, Paul also writes here and gives us yet another picture, understanding spiritual warfare. In 2 Corinthians 10, if we start from verse 3, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3. So you write the scriptures, meditate on them. It says, For though we work in the flesh as mortal men, we are not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh and using the weapons of men. So keep here what he has established. First, we walk in the flesh, but the weapons of our warfare are not fleshy. In fact, the battles of life are not fleshy. That the things that you see is actually not just what it is. And he goes to say the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. So what we mean is that they are already equipped for victory. But being equipped for victory is not the same thing as executing the victory. Some people are equipped, but they don't know that they are. So anytime a Christian is living in addiction, living in fear, living in any kind of bondage, it's less about God doing anything, but more about you realizing what has been done. And living in the fullness of what has been bequeathed unto you or given to you, 
right? And that's what we need to awaken to this morning. He says, we are this, now this is where it gets more interesting. He says, we're destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself against the true knowledge of God. Now, keep on, that's what I want us to keep on is arguments, right? Hold that thought for a second. We are dismantling, attacking every argument. So that means one of the weapons of the enemy that you will find very frequently is that the enemy comes to argue, right? So there's arguments. What it means is that the words and the thoughts are the realm of your fight. So your battle is more a mind game than anything physical. So don't throw punches on the road. Leave that conductor, it's not your problem, right? So before you throw punches, you're fighting the wrong, the wrong person. He says, we are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that it sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. So guess what? There is a knowledge of God that, so if you are into ideologies and if you're into movements, the moment the movement becomes more superior to the image of God, you've missed it. So these days, religion, uh, movement, advocacy is a new religion. If you're not an advocate for something, you're not complete. You must advocate something. And I believe in advocacy, but advocacy within the context of what it is. Now, come back here. Says arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets this up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ, being ready to punish every act of disobedience when your own disobedience and church is complete. Now, he has used certain words here to paint the picture of the devil or spiritual warfare. There is going to be a thought that you have to attack. There is also going to be arguments that you have to attack. In one of the translations, it says there is libel, there is slander, there is an accuser. It says beware of the accuser of the brethren. So the Bible calls the devil an accuser. The devil is not as powerful. If you see the picture of the devil, he's not a general with a sword. The devil is less of that. The devil is more a miniature creation that has actually taken on, so he plays on it. The word for it is called Diabolos. And Diabolos means actually a deceitful person or a liar. So what the devil needs you to do is to believe something about him and you give him that power. And so if you don't understand that, you really forever perennially going in circle. So why is it that people cannot produce in life? Is it that there's something, that there's an argument in their head. There might be a thought in their heart that has taken them captive. That they ought to take captive, but now have become captive to their thoughts. Why is Nigeria in a mess? Why is our national consciousness a mess? Because there are certain, th there's some strand of thinking that has been programmed into the black man, that has made the black man perennially a slave even while he's free. We continue to outshine ourselves, trying to, I better pass my neighbor, is just a summary of all that is wrong with the black man. You don't need to better pass your neighbor, be your best of yourself. But the black man has invented, is caught in perennial competition with himself. At the end of the day, because something has been damaged in the black man. Now, we have to go to the Old Testament because sometimes the New Testament is giving us context. But the Old Testament comes as shadows. And you find that there are pictures in the Old Testament that gives you an understanding here. So in the Old Testament, we find warfare. What we have established here is that there is a battle going on for you in your mind. And that battle is a battle of the mind. So we're looking at Joshua 3 verse 10. Let's look at Joshua 3 verse 10. Joshua 3 verse 10. I'll go there. Okay. Now this way I say, Joshua said, um, by this you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Gegashites, the Amorites, the Jebusites, 
Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over ahead of you, leading the way into Jordan. Now, we enter this picture, we enter this story at a point in time when the children of Israel had left Egypt and were going to the promised land. And unfortunately for them, they did not understand that the promised land wasn't vacant. Something else had built a fortress on the promised land. In fact, there were several nations of, of Canaan that was operating in the promised land. They arrived there, and God, this was what God was saying to them. Now prepare for it. He's saying the victory is yours. The land has been given to you, but you have to usurp it. Now this promised land, this land of Canaan, is a symbol of your mind. It's actually the symbol of your soul. The soul of your mind is not vacant. And that's why Romans 12 verse 2 comes in context. Because Romans 12 says that you have to renew your mind by the word. If you not renew your mind, you cannot take the land. The land is yours. But the problem of your life is not about the land. It's about the land that is in you. There is a territory in you that you have to conquer. In fact, every expression of your life is first a reality of inside of you that you haven't cracked. So if you start to pay attention to this, the Old Testament is a shadow, but it speaks of something. And I've warned you guys who have recommended that if you're really interpreting the Old Testament, don't go around like a modern mind, looking for, okay, God killed the Egyptians now. So God loves Israel and doesn't like Egyptians. I don't think that's the context. What God wants us to see, Egypt is less a people. When you come to the interpretation of the Bible, Egypt is actually a nature, a man. It is the nature of man that is unable to see what God, the nature of oppression that puts God's people into captivity. So the story of Egypt is not to show whether, it's to show that God will conquer everything that holds you in captivity. God will enter into anything to free you. So your understanding of the Bible should not be uh, God committed genocide. Kill day. All those modern minds, trust me, you are completely off the grid. The conversation here is not about Egypt being, uh, Egypt is a typology. And even when you think of Esau, Esau is also a typology. So when God was saying, Jacob I have hated, Esau I have loved, he wasn't giving you a theology. Some people that use it for double predestination say, yes, God lost some people, some others. You are off. In Christ, God lost all. In Christ, he expanded himself to take on everyone. He was speaking of two natures in man, a thought process and a thought process. The Esau thought process was more contingent upon survival. Esau was a guy that did not give a hoot about the promise. Esau didn't care about the birthright. He said, I don't, give, I don't give a damn of what God is doing. I just want to survive. The moment you slip into survival and you slip into immediacy, living for the now, you begin to abort the seed. You make every seed a harvest. You eat your seed, it will germinate in your tummy. The seeds were never meant to be eaten. They were meant to be planted. Jacob had an understanding of the spiritual dimension of seeds. So Jacob said, I want this bet right. Esau said, I couldn't care less about it. it. It could go for nothing. So the day you start operating in the Esau paradigm, you find that you are making choices only because of the things in front of you. You can't see beyond yourself. For every extra 100K, you don't jump ship. You end up aborting a process of growth. You alter the process and formation. Many people today are not carrying because they're not, they're not sensitive to the spirits. They are not signals. For them, it's every, 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 the light is always green. The way you measure success, the metrics of success is about how it looks up in the physical, but the physical oftentimes is a mirage. And when you begin to look at it, that gland that is green on the other side will soon become red. I wish Africans would understand that you are a superpower that the world has not, you just don't know. Every war was fought here. Why? Why is every war fought here, guys? The war between the colonial war was fought here. The ideological cold war was fought here. Every war was fought here. Whether there was war in Europe, the Africa was suffering the penalty. Even the war between US and China is actually being fought here. China is not particularly interested in America becoming a superpower. They want Africa. 
So they want us. Why are they they're not interested in whether American death ratio is going high or coming low? They want Africa. But the Africans can't see themselves because they've been blinded. They can't see anything. They can't assess anything for them. They just want to get out. It is a tragedy of a blind man. You have seen the land, but the, the things that are conquering the land are too strong for you. You cannot take on the land. So guys, I took it, I did a study, which is very interesting. It just crossed my mind, like all these Jebusites, Hivites, who are they? Now they get more interesting because these things, in go and check them on the, the Hebrew word, they mean something. So let's even start by, this, I call them the seven tribes of Cana. The first we find here is actually Canaanites. Now, Canaanites, the meaning of Canaanites is actually heaviness. So Canaanite speaks of a crippling weight and heaviness. It speaks of stressful thoughts, depressing thoughts, damage that can never be, damage to your mind. It's the, it, and when you are going through a season where your thoughts are so depressing, the Canaanites are alive. Have you tried to live in Nigeria? No, Canaanites are around. Unnecessary traffic. You understand? Traffic lights, traffic lights that don't work. There's a Canaanite in a papa. No, no, Hittite. Uh, the, the, those guys, for whatever reason, they, I don't understand. Now, do you know the day Buhari was coming? Was there was suddenly no truck? That means somebody can fix it. Yes. Somebody can fix it, but somebody is benefiting from the dysfunction. So as long as they profit from the ineptitude, they will not fix it. Yeah, yeah they have to profit from it. So what you understand is, anytime you go through stuff, the Canaanite comes heaviness. Canaanite comes to attack you with stressful thoughts. Depression is a Canaanite atmosphere. First of all, it, it plays up the environment around you, make you feel powerless. And you've learned to be powerless, you've learned to be helpless. So you carry on about life, just looking for help, trying to subscribe from people who can't give you anything. And so th this is the model of the Canaanite. The Canaanite is actually where you are, and the, one of the worst part of it is that if you're a Christian, you feel that every trouble is punishment. So that God is punishing you for something you did. If you don't have a right theology, you're going through a process of life, you say, God, they punish me now for abortion. No, only you will be calculating it. God moved on. You should. So at the end of the day, the second one, Jebusites. Jebusites, it means to trample down. The trodden underfoot. Uh, it means to tread down, to trample. And it's actually about doubt. So the, 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 the Jebusites model of thinking, it's pretty much wired with doubt. Have you noticed many people today can't doubt, can't see anything in themselves? And you know the worst part, write this thing if you're writing something down. You can never rise above your self-opinion. Yes. You can never rise above the opinion of yourself. And if you've forever seen yourself as a grasshopper, you produce grasshopper results. Because you've been programmed by everything around you to reduce you. You were educated out of your greatness. You were beaten out of your, your creativity. So the average African child is actually needs healing. Needs healing. So the African parents, that's, that they slap you for broken cup. Do you know, at the end of the day, there is something called, I was, I, I was reading a book where the lady was talking about, allow the kids to play. So I took, I took my boys to the park, and it rained. And of all the places to play, they went to the part that there was water. And they were jumping on the water. You understand? The African dad in me spoke first. The African dad came to that. You understand? Then the kingdom dad rearranged it in. Yes. No, well, guys, at the end of the day, now watch, 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 watch. But do you know, that is how creativity develops. 
you don't know, maybe they're just jumping on water and they'll just invent something. Your parents know grill. That's why we, what have we invented now? Just small crayon on the wheel or the door. Every family meeting. Who, who drew this thing? Who, and God help you if the shape of what you do is your father's head. Double dope jeopardy. But we are dealing with systemic issues here. A national low self-esteem is part of the problem in Nigeria. National low self-esteem. Any proud made in Nigeria here? Well, guys, let me give you a back end. 30 years ago, nobody could buy made in China. China was the manufacturer of inferiority complex goods. Do you know one day they decided that this thing had to work because every Chinese family wanted to be into manufacturing. So what the government did, they went and invested in R&D. R&D is called research and development. And then they sent some people to America to learn design. And they invented something, a national policy, which they called creative imitation. Creative imitation was that they would sit down, take something from any developed country, whether it's a car from Belgium or it's a car from the US, or they would take it, they would buy it, they would bundle it. And they'll start to study it one by one and be, you know, there are many. Chung chung. That's how they were just doing the thing. You understand? And before long, they produced their own. It wasn't so expensive. You understand? It wasn't so expensive. So they started to compete. But before long, they moved a car that cannot take you home and bring you back. They realized that the gear needed problem. They fixed that one. And little by little, they started to take over electronics. Little by little, they started to venture into other aspects. Today, they are the major exports country. They produce everything. And your brothers, the issue amongst us, went there and they would tell them, give me a Nigerian brand. So the Nigerian brand is not a national brand. So if you want to buy something from China, buy in a route that won't bring it to Nigeria because something disappears. Your TV might not have two sensors. Because somewhere, they'll say, my people like it cheap. So remove some things, and they'll give you carton for a TV. And you arrive here, you install it, because we have a national low self-esteem. We buy anything that is substandard. In fact, we help it fall down. Have you seen roads in Nigeria last year? In my lifetime, I know some roads that they fix every year. I know that is a racket, but at least it should work. It should work for a while. Just let it just work. So at the end of the day, what is playing out here is that there is, a niche, there is an image problem. A broken image of self has become a national image crisis. Africa and Nigeria is going through an image crisis. There is no perception. There is no proper, accurate perception of self. There is even no vision of the country. So nobody has anything to live for. The Canaanites took the vision. They drowned you in heaviness. So blinded you with depression. Suddenly there is nothing to live for. And now they broke the image. There is nothing to see. So everything is adding up. A lack of vision, a lack of image, you're adding up to crisis. That is the problem in Nigeria. And if you don't understand this, you miss the point. So today, we have taken a, a comparative advantage, something that should, we should develop, and we are blocking it. Okay, guys, this is an aside. But I have to say it, because it's tribe. And of course, we must be disruptive. So recently, the federal government started to pass some laws. First of all, they banned cryptocurrency in Nigeria, and then they reviewed the laws for fintech. And now if you're going into fintech, you need to have like um, a capital, a, minimum, a, a deposit of, Miracle, how much again? 200 million? Two billion. Yeah. So, so clearly, the old men don't understand innovation. 
Because they're looking at all these new things like piggy bank, CUDA, Paystack, and they don't understand it. People, these young boys are busting out here, creating jobs and becoming unicorns. That in five years, they are summing up the, the worth of five banks that have been around for 20 years. And so for them, the best thing to do is to call them to the table and say, how do you become bigger? Not how do we manage your growth so you don't go bigger. So they use regulation. Regulation here is a Canaanite regulation. It kills, it doesn't empower. So we carry this, our, but we don't understand it because we have a problem, we don't come together. So everybody's still doing their own startup. Please, let's be moving fast. If they block us, we go to Ghana. We are going to get to Ghana. And then Ghana will show you xenophobia. Because for the most part, the black man's problem is that he can't even bear the success of another black man. So in Ghana, Nigeria is a problem. It's not only jollof rice, it's more than jollof rice. <laughs> so guys, while you're thinking jollof rice, there are more tension. Then you go to South Africa. Those ones, nobody was doing apartheid. Do you know even at the time, eh, Nigeria was supporting the army. But today, a black man there, they say, you guys are taking our jobs. You understand? And at the end of the day, what you find is that Nigerians who go abroad work twice as hard. But when they remain here, everything is designed. And we don't understand that we're up against a, a, a systemic spirit that is just looking out for, for blocking. Don't even for a second think that this thing is actually normal. I know a few companies that are dead because of regulations that they didn't consult with. Do you know how much we have lost in foreign direct investment? Now, I'm not speaking intellectual stuff. It's gospel. May the Lord expand your mind because in the day of Jesus, when Jesus was teaching, he was using fishermen and farmers. He said, seed, seed, seed. Because that was the language of the day. Fishermen were the, were the, were the stock in trade. So guys, understand where we are. And let it, let it flow. You might not hear seed today, but there's seed in technology. There's algorithms. Yes. So but what you have to understand is you are, you are dealing with that. So on a level, there is a personal battle of your own Canaanites and your own Jebusites. The things that have come to cost you low self-esteem. So you can't actually stack up. Let me show you the other one now. After Jebusites, we have the Hittites. Hittite is called terror. It's the spirit of terror. Depletes the strength and courage, willpower, or any essential support, which is a collapse of sorts. So this particular one, Hittite, is actually a paralyzing climate. That's what Boko Haram is. They stare terror hijack an economy, crumble it to the ground. So today, no sane person can invest in Bornu State. Or if you're being sent to the North, you have to ask yourself, where in the North? You understand? But at the end of the day, that's what that spirit does. But in your personal life, if you also have this particular spirit playing your personal life, this Hittite, you will be unable to move. He says it depletes your willpower. Have you been paralyzed, your inability to make choices? Today, you always wanted to start something you never did. There's an NGO in your spirit, you can't begin it, you can't bet it. Everything you want to do, you silence yourself, you've locked yourself out because the terror, the fear of failure has crippled you. Either the fear of failure or the fear of success. So this is what it is. Fear is unnatural to the man that was created in the image and likeness of God. When we see God and meet with Adam, the Bible says that Adam would, God would come and fellowship with them in the cool of the evening. But after the fall, Adam heard the voice of God and Adam hid himself because all that is in a fallen man is actually this, fear. Fear suddenly comes up and if you're dealing with paralysis of analysis of fear, I need you to challenge yourself. Give yourself the permission to be great. Why are you afraid? Other people's opinion of you? Come on. Other people's opinion of you? We are, the black man is more in grip of other people's opinion of him, of him because he has a low self-image. 
You're dating somebody because of somebody's opinion. That, re that relationship is dated. It's dead on arrival. If the purpose of which are with somebody is to prove a point, it's dead on arrival. If you're dating somebody because you want a, all those arranging marriages, it's go America, Nigeria don't marry everywhere. For paper. Sometimes it's actually more, it's actually a lack of faith. Right? I really don't understand it myself. Maybe I'm a bit old school in that. But to go and marry somebody and say it's just an arranging marriage. Someone went and married somebody that had PTDS. She went to war, his wife. His arranging wife went to war. So some days when they need to meet appointment, the woman is not in the mood. So he was like, what kind of problem is this? At the end of the day, you might talk and the woman say, I got gone. And you know, say, if then waste, she feels only five years, they'll just say it's um, accidental discharge or, or PTDS, there was mental something for One doctor come and realize, yes, she suffered this in, 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 in the honor of her nation. While she was at war, they shot something and she has not been stable. Guy, don't go. So you have to now be wise. No, honestly, and prayerfully, you know. So now even RNG, every kinds of stuff, even the worst part is that some of them that are not even gay now marry in the gay way to get paper and it's faster. Is that wise? So at the end of the day, no, at the end of the day, it's a country that has blinded you, stolen a vision, stolen an image. Nigeria is now a creative wasteland. So people want to run. Do you know how many Africans drown in the Mediterranean Sea every year? Not less than 5,000. No, drown in the Mediterranean Sea without paper. They're on their way to Europe. And then I, I, I read a book because I was doing a research. I wanted to do a documentary once on this thing. And do you know the boats they used to cross? It's called Lampa Lampa. These boats cannot be more than, brother, if you enter that boat, that means your fear of death, uh, the hope of returning home is smaller than your fear of death. The fear of death, I don't know, the fear of death is as dissolved because you want to escape. And they never, they, you know, you're entering something where you know that it has 90% chance that you're not going to arrive. And they say, we'll go, we'll go rough them. <laughs> yeah, they'll rough it. So the, every, if, and then that place is so, so all those Libya, Chad, and Mali, they now know, leading up to Tunisia, they now know that Nigerians are always there. Track, so they catch them. Some of them will be, they'll do slave for a while. They'll use them. Some of them will be raped for months. And when they run your batteries down, they help you out, carry another person. So it's, but why are we running? Because somewhere along the line, we have failed to see both in us and around us, the possibilities that are in this land. Yet the Bible says the land was flowing with milk and honey. The Canaanite land was flowing with milk and honey, but people could not see milk and honey. Do you know they were fighting, any small thing. You know what they told Moses? I don't know better graves in Egypt. Moses, I needed a decent burial. This idea, this future unknown, I'm not interested. It became a mission impossible because the mind never was able to see. If we have a mindset problem, we can't take this land though. We will leave the gold here and go looking for gold in another place and drown in the sea, buried in desert, because we want to go to another man's land. Okay, let me show you the other picture. There is perizite. Perizite is actually the spirit of timidity. It's primitive, it's rural. It's um, an army first wave of attackers. They were commonly equipped with spurs. Insecurities can hold us back from being engaged. So what the parasite spirit is, the parasite spirit is actually the spirit of timidity and actually mediocrity and insecurity. 
and you see it on many levels. Today, you cannot give an excellent service. Many Nigerians are unable to do something with excellence, right? So at the end of the day, you know, um, guys, I don't want to say too much on this one, but we are in an industry called animation, right? And we, we are meant to do movies. And a lot of the foreigners will come, they'll see your movie, they'll say, oh, this is so beautiful. And they say, okay, how much will it cost you to do for us? So one day, a Chinese investor walked into our office and said, I don't like your story. Your story is different. Can you create my own? And I'll pay you to do it for me. So leave, abort your dream, jump ship, right? And um, then I was a little off. So I, the conversation now did not last. So at the end of the day, Esau will not negotiate. Esau will take the deal. Esau will say, okay, you know what? And how come? Let me tell you about that. The entire industry, there have been only two films produced by South Africans at that level. And those two films are actually um, by the white South Africans. So, so we're not even just happy. Because nobody watched the call or not. They are not the Africans, the white ones, were the ones that did. You understand? So at the end, and then Nigeria here. Yeah. You need, and in this industry, you need patient capital and patient talent. And for whatever reason, we don't have both patient talent. The investors are as wired as the talent. After six months of trying this thing, talent won't do motion graphics because that one is uh, Mama Put, just the, the, and the survivor. So the talent is not groomed and, and, and well bred. Forgetting that in two, three years, you could take the world, you could shape the world, you could shift the climate. But we have failed, and don't, in just one or two possibilities, you open the continent. So that's just one thing. Music. For a long time, I think that recently we were watching Shino Peter. Shino Peter, you know, do you know that man there? Eh? The picture I saw of Shino Peter, he filled the stadium. This was 1990 something, five, four, eight, huh? No, Shino was 80 something, 90 something, no. Guys, were you not born? <laughs> Sooner they form, like, say, when I open an aisle. But, well, the guy was such a, you know, I actually thought that, I, I realized it was the whiskey of his day. He had all those, uh, she, oh, she, oh, Peter, goo, goo, goo. Ah. but, do you know, we are just returning to music for about two decades. A generation of African music, musicians would not even touch. So we had to borrow sound. You know, there are many sounds, all them, Rogedi Baba, uh, what's the other one? The other one that, uh, Jaga Jaga. Yeah, like that. Sorry, um, that generation of musicians were the ones that were now trying to find something, right? Now everybody's boring African concepts. Do you know the funny part? Even um, even Beyonce's album is African themed. If you look at it, everybody's trying to collaborate with Nigerian artists, there's something here. Africans don't understand what we have. We sell ourselves too cheap. We sell ourselves too short. That's why Netflix is giving Nigerians cheap change. And they are paying for it as well. Just give you Nigerian go share them. Because if you are not careful now, your name might go off the list. So they, they cannot tell if we agree, say nobody take. Block the team, block the team. Two people will go and do another one. You understand? I said, please, please, please. This is not Luther Continua. <laughs> and then nobody's paying the price to move the country forward. Right? So if you look at the black man, the black man has so much treasure. I'm sorry if I'm sounding too Pan-African for you guys, but I think it's important because your creativity will come from there, right? Your creativity is always tied to your heritage. If you think of every music in the land, every music, if you think of soul, where do you think soul came from? Think about it. Jazz music, the history of jazz. When the slave masters arrived in America, 
Jazz was the tapping of their feet. They were making out, they made sound. And the white man would think, oh, what's that? They say music. And people like Sinatra, they were very influenced by Nat King Cole. But it was a generation of black people that shaped music. Music, Africa is the sound. So follow it though, whether it was rap, the invention of sound, but the black man is still in the grip of mediocrity, just can't see anything, and then you are being sold a lie that you don't belong, you don't matter, you, you want an award. We are all living for an award. And suddenly they gave us a frame of beauty that you have to be tall with long neck. You understand? I don't know if that has changed, but all the Miss World, Miss Nigeria, if you put 100 Nigeria women, only two days like that. And we know, guys, we know in this country, right, that a lot of Nigerians, Nigerian men, they know themselves. <laughs> guys, let's not say too much in, in that part. But somebody shaped, media shaped your perception of beauty. And so if you're not that way, with all the beauty that you are, you start to feel insecure and inferior. Suddenly, if you're not light in color, because our brother from the East, they like that, um, there's a particular color that sells. <laughs> so everybody suddenly hits the market. Tura, Tura, all over the place. <laughs> no, honestly. No, and if you go to market, there was, there was once I went to market, uh, I saw one Alaja. The veins, the veins were so green, I was like, she looked dumb. Like boiled. But my point is, why did somebody destroy her skin? There was an inferiority complex installed in her to say that you're not your own, you're not worthy, you're not complete, you're not, you're inferior, right? And everything today, Africans have continued to play that card, reinforce it. And if our generation is not attacking that, we're going to give raise our children as slaves to, to white man's thinking. We must tell our stories. Even the name Nigeria was not given by Nigeria. But let's not even worry about that because some people will go there and say, we will change them. Yeah, all those people that said it was not given by black. Calm down. Let's even change the name. Change you. Yeah. You understand? Change you first. So, guys, let's just push through this so we can get somewhere. Um, so, in this parasite thinking, timidity, you're always in comparison. And you're always playing yourself short. The next one is Hivites. Hivites is actually conformity. So, the Hivite spirit is the layout in order to blend in. So, it's called the postrates. It's about submission to cultural conditioning. So this particular one is pretty much what they gave us in the, in the contents of our education. Yeah. It's taking a generation of blacks to be proud of Ankara. And in fact, the only place they begin to pride Ankara is when it enters Broadway in uh, London. Yeah. They say, it's now, it's not. No. You are, the, you, are the, you are the center of creativity. How do you begin to see that there is a colonized gospel that we must rebet, come out of? Anything that puts you at a disadvantage. It's not the gospel. The gospel comes with empowerment. God comes to say you're more than enough. There are more sounds waiting to be born. There are more ideas waiting to be created. But if we don't wake up to this call, we're going to miss an entire civilization. Guys, let's go on to conformity. The last one is Amorites. Amorites accusations um, mean utterances, speech, and they also have pride. So the Amorites are actually people that Play up the, they, they are mountain people, so they call them proud, always about fame, right? And the seduction of fame. The last one is um, 
condemnation, gigashites. Gigashites is about dwellers in a clay soil. They take and stroke, they drag, dragging spirits. So drag somebody on internet, you're gigashite. To drag or drag away from black mud. No, they said it's to drag. And at the end of the day, you know that if you have actually bought into all of this con condemnation, accusation, don't get too smart about it. For whatever reason, you know that you're, you're, you can't mind your business, you're nosy, but you now say you're concerned. Right? Instead of you to say you're just unnecessarily, you know, you can't, you, you can't, you can't, you, you can't, you, 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 you can't invest in excellence. You say you are, you are, what's the word now? You're managing budget. You're prudent. Your excellence and prudence now cannot work together. Although there's a word I like, low budget excellence. <laughs> Only a Nigeria can come up with it. Low budget excellence. But at the end of the day, John 10, 10 gives us the picture. It is clear that the devil comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. What has been stolen away from you? I keep saying it here. Even if you have six months, one year to do life here with us, your identity must take on the identity that God has for you in Christ. You must shape your thinking. Here, our core is identity formation and sonship unveiling. And this diet is not the same thing. as I, I was explaining to them on Wednesday that there are different types of diet in the church. So if you don't understand it, you will think that we are in only... See, in this place, uh, God is betting something that will unleash industries. So allow us to do our call. But there are some people that are called to salvation message. Salvation message, if you do want to help. So, salvation message, no come. Um, you will be, you'll be prosperity message, Diane. Reza, I know that you next time you sit on for front, but it's okay. So, but I'm, I'll give you a picture. So, I'll just do three. Um, Ikemba. Ikemba was dominating somebody. <laughs> okay, but guys, this is a quick picture, right? Where we are right now is that God is seeking to bring Africa into the 21st century. And the gospel we have, every gospel must be reinterpreted in the context of their culture and their generation. So the gospel, the gospel that Paul, the gospel is the same in the way that it is centered on Christ. But the application of the gospel and the interpretation of the gospel pierces through culture. So the white man now, there's some things they don't pray about. One of my pastor friends went to um, Benjamin to go and start church. He called a night of miracles. Nobody showed up. He said, he said, um, breakthrough night. No, let him do in video. Because the white man is not looking for breakthrough. So don't, the, 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 you know, I was complaining that this city, the, 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 the Diana, because you know, the, the, Diana had it on lockdown. Like, said this princess, the, the spirit of Diana had it on lockdown. Somebody was like, Baba, it's not Diana. Don't be telling them what they have. Just tell them joy, unspeakable. You are loved. Because I love them, they fight. <laughs> Some of them don't, they come out. You are loved. They like it. Because the Baba was trying to break through, say, tonight, a night of one. They say, I don't understand. Light day. <laughs> Health insurance day. Uh, what are they run? So, what miracle now do you need? Miracle is a black man, this thing. <laughs> so, we need miracle from ourselves. But this is what it is. The gospel that Africans, the gospel that, if you had 20 years ago, the gospel of salvation is that a lot of us got saved, but it was very, very tied to end time. We, we got saved to make it to heaven. So this particular place of where we started the salvation gospel, right, is actually the place where you just, the, on the last day, only true believers will be wrapped. We are running the race to meet the redeemer. 
Every Sunday, the pastor say, tonight the trumpet will sound. Where will you be if the trumpet sound? So everybody, they, every day, only you, they fear. Now, this particular one, after a while, we cannot move, though. Africans arrived at uh, the Prosperity Junction. So in this plane, this Prosperity Gospel, it's, it's a packaging world. Mega church, mega sound, mega lights, mega smoke. Mega everything. So I, I, in this place, we were very, very primed for success. So it was about success for you. God will make you a champion. I'm a champion, champion. So everybody here, this is where that context, this is the champion place. Now, this one, uh, maybe word of faith. In this particular place, wherever there is miracle, there we will be. And no, no, we even miss the prophetic movement. Those ones, they follow word. Prophet, prophet day house. <laughs> prophet one. If you have all those prophet one, prophet two, the way they're scamming you, they'll be seeing things. Yeah. I told you how somebody was explaining to us that one day she went to look for a prophet. The prophet needed to break things around her life. They were doing one day fasting, but second day fasting, she went, their prophet was in prison. She, she went and met, she said, ah, Prophet, we don't go fast today. The prophet said, Now your mother bring me here. <laughs> because the people I dealt with, the prayer changed things. And let them fast track me entire. So, but this is where we are trying to get to. In this particular place, the gospel is actually this. It's actually about sonship. And the responsibility of sonship is to steward all God has given to you. And Nigeria is not ours to waste, it's ours to carry. So your conversation here cannot be the conversation of the Hittites. You don't see them as things to, conquer, to, to, be, to defeat you. No, you see them as conquered people. So what you do with doubt, God has spoken against doubt. He said, there is no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. Here, they don't confront anything. Here, the context of the world, if you touch it, you'll be diluted. So it was, stay away. Some people resigned from bank. And they did not come. Do you know some of us here, you work in Gemstone, uh, Jameson. You are working Budweiser. It doesn't mean you are no longer born again. It means that God now has a light in that place. And I'm not asking you to lose yourself and say, now nah, you now become alcoholic and say you're sociable. <laughs> Let's be proper. Understand? But at the end of the day, what you have in mind here is that you have to see beyond just salvation for self. It's not just about making it to heaven. It's about bringing heaven on earth. This one, the God's bringing the presence of God, but it was like you host the presence. The presence was an encounter. It wasn't something that you carried. In this particular place, too, you need a powerful man of God to orchestrate it. So it is the faith of the man of God. So when they give testimony, he said, my, fa my father in the Lord said, it's okay, but what about you? You're not a grandchild. You are also a child of God. So in this place, you're a son. You carry priesthood. You carry kingship. You will battle. You will create. Whether it is movie or music, everything God has placed in you, you must bet it. There is no negotiation for that. If you did, you entered the wrong place. And God brought you here for this. Because you are about this is about activation. You cannot be looking for opportunities when you can create them. The lie that you don't have it has ended. Clap for them, clap for them. Okay. So I'll quickly just run through um, Numbers 13, verse 30. So I'll wrap up on that. Numbers 13, verse 30. Marco, if you can give us that, that's fine. Numbers 13, verse 30. Numbers 13. Okay, see what it says. Then, now, let me give you the context. Um, they had gone to spy the land and had returned. 
they are going to spy the land. They've seen the Jebusites, the Hittites, the Gagashites, everything. So they go back, see what Caleb said. Then Caleb quietened the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession of it, for we will certainly conquer it. So Caleb and Joshua came with a different report that the land can be taken, the land can be conquered. But see what the other people said. The other 10 said, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people of Canaan, for they are, not, for they are too strong for us. So they gave the Israelites a bad report about the land which they have spied out saying the the land through which we went in spying is out is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people that we saw in the, are men of great stature there were there was the nephilim the sons of anak and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight and so we we're in their sight now guys this particular conversation is something that is happening inside of you every day you wake up I need to understand the reason why you have not made certain bold moves in your life is perhaps you're seeing the grasshopper. You're seeing that Nepal, you're talking about how can I run a company? There is no light in this land. How can I even do this thing? How can I date? How do I, I don't even have a, a, a stable income? Everything, how can I start? You're always disqualifying yourself from stuff. They saw the grasshopper. They said, yes, the land is good, but we disqualify ourselves. So my question as we wrap up is what are you disqualifying yourself from? Can you give yourself the permission to create? Can you give yourself the permission to see good things? Now, I will wrap up on Numbers 14. Numbers 14 will be my last bus stop. Numbers 14, 24. And here is where it gets more interesting. 24. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land into which he entered, and his descendants shall take possession of it. So here we see why God preserved Caleb and Joshua. Caleb and Joshua had a different spirit, and they were able to take the land. If you don't have a different spirit, you can't take it. A different spirit means that when others are saying there's a casting down, you will say there is what? When others are saying it is hopeless here, you're saying this is a fruitful field that the Lord has blessed. See, call it by name. For the world, what you call is a reflection of what you see. And you must understand that the world today is a reflection of your sight. So I'll take two questions before we call it a quit. But this is re revisiting the fact that we must be deliberate about preserving our thoughts. So I think on Wednesday, I will dive into how you can protect, so it will be more around how you can stay in the consciousness of your inheritance and how you can stay in the consciousness of your identity. Because if you don't stay there and acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus, this enemy will abort your seed. He will abort your seed. Any questions, comments? I'll take two before, what a word. I'll, take, I'll just add a comment. Okay, so, a professor came to class once and he told his students that I want all of you to write the last digits of your phone numbers. The last two digits. They all wrote it. Then he now asked them, how many countries, how many African countries are in the United Nations? So those of them that have high two last digits of their phone numbers, they guessed a lot of African countries. Then those of them that had two low digits of their telephone numbers, they get lower African countries. So basically what happened is that the first information anchored them. So it's called the anchoring effect. I'm going somewhere with this. I'll just add to what he said else. It's like, you know, when somebody asks you, how much is the price of this your hair? You know that you can sell it here for 2,000. You tell the person the hair is 4,000. They will not price you 500 naira. So in line with what pastor just taught us that, the first set of information that we hear and see anchors or colors any other subsequent information that we hear. 
So if we spend time with people that keep telling us that Nigeria is hopeless and useless, that becomes the lens through which we see everything. We have been anchored. We are not as rational as we think we are. We are not. It becomes the lens through which you look at. If you leave tribe now with all this great talk, and you hang out with people that keep telling you that nothing good can come out of this land, and it becomes the lens, you become a victim or a prisoner to that anchor. Everything you see will be colored by that. But you have a choice on how you'll be anchored, either upwards or downwards. That's my contribution. Very, very true. Any more, any more comments or questions? Um, you, can't, you don't have to settle in the life that you have received from our parents or our culture. You have to live out your full potential. And consciousness is like a mirror. It reflects. So what you are experiencing is oftentimes a reflection of your consciousness. I need us to really reflect about our belief system. Some of these things are subconscious or unconscious. They are playing at the depth. We don't understand that they are there, but they are programming you and they are calling you out. The reason why you give up so quickly is because so when the, in, your, in, in your own belief system, you've been conditioned to believe that you can't go through. And sometimes we settle for these things and we think that this is all there is about us. So what, are you, what, what is stopping you from taking the land? Are the Jebusites, the doubters, the fear, the terror of the night crippling you that you can't see? I wish I could tell you that you could take the land without conquering these things, but the land that you don't conquer in you will never stand. Think about it. Paul said that renew your mind by the word. Romans 12 verse 2 is not an event. It's a long life process. When you stop renewing your mind, you're going back to Egypt. I'm sorry. Egypt will come so very quickly. You'll be so surprised. You used to be an excellent person. You couldn't stand broken things around you, but you've lived in an environment where people can walk past broken things and now you can, you can bear it. You're, you're downgraded. So I want you to understand that the gospel comes to upgrade your consciousness, to help you see the way God sees you. That you are successful is a birthright, is who you are. It's not an event. And when God told Abraham, I'll make you a great nation, he was in awe of the Chaldeans. Wherever he was, became great. This land will yield for an increase. Others will say there's a casting lot. You will say there's a lifting up because you are a son. You call it by name, you change climates. Jesus called things, he, he taught us something about the fig tree when he saw it. He said, this fig tree, he cursed it and by evening it has seized and it was like, you guys, this is it. I'm teaching you, you have faith like a mustard seed. If you say to this mountain, move and be cast into the sea, it's gone. What are you speaking to? Are you begging your mountain? Are you speaking to your mountain? The mountain of, of whatever mountain is in front of you, are you begging it or are you speaking to it? The mountains are not yours to beg, they are yours to command. The circumstances are not yours to cower, they are yours to command. And if you beg your circumstances, you've lost your God essence. You carry the imago day of God. You don't beg, you speak. God is not yours to beg, he's yours to love. God is not, God is not attracted to your self-pity. Why are you feeling pity? Do you know suicide? Every, every, every 24 seconds, someone is committing suicide. But suicide is a thought. Self-pity is a thought. Fear is first a thought. If we can trap it at the point of thought, we will take hold of it and subject it to the obedience of God. Every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God in your life, that challenge who you are in God, take them captive. Every thought that you will make it, take it captive. Every thought that you have failed, take it captive. Every thought that you cannot mount up, you can't amount to anything, take it captive. The thoughts are not yours to entertain, they are yours to conquer. Every disempowering thought that become the fabrics of your society, your life, I break it. Your father says to you, you're my child, you're loved. And I wrote your name on the palm of my hands. And I adorned you with beauty and I called you with everything. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. 
you're not broken and battered you're fearfully and wonderfully made the events of your past cannot take away from your identity god has not disapproved of you don't disapprove of yourself this country might challenge you but you can conquer because you are a conqueror already can you begin to see yourself the way you are god sees you you are a champion be that can we rise and make it a prayer that God today, every sight, every blindness that has crippled you from seeing it, we take the next two minutes to pray. That Father, today we break every negative sight, everything that has crippled our ability to see, that has limited our ability to, come to, to enter into that which you have. We see the land, we take the land. There is no doubt, there is no fear, there is no timidity, there is no mediocrity that can abort the plan, that can abort the seed. You are fully formed in the life of God and God is in you, speaking in you. You are perfect in his eyes. My child, there is nothing wrong with you. You are not genetically programmed to fail. You carry my genes, the genes of my divinity. You are not here to manage life. You are here to thrive. You will mount up with wings and eagle. You will run and noble rear. You will go strong in everything you do. For the lines will fall for you in pleasant places. You will see your godly heritage. May the lines fall for you today. I call you away from every captivity, every mental captivity, everything that has impoverished your mind, depleted you, and made you less than who you are. Today we tear them apart, and we tear them up asunder. We declare that you are fully whole in God. Every trauma, every place of trauma in your life that has taken away your confidence and sucked it to the ground, every place of shame in your life that has shut you out of the opportunities that you should work in every imposter syndrome that is always calling you that you're a fraud today we call it out as a fraud and free you from the tormenting thoughts of the imposter syndrome we declare that freedom has come to you part of the justice like a light it will shine bright and bright down to a perfect end your light will shine for the light has come and the glory of the lord is risen upon you may your paths begin to light up every step of the way may you see the lights open up i speak to your spirit i speak to your soul that god's hand is upon you therefore the enemy cannot lay claims to you i speak to your crafts that you will come alive in the spirit of excellence that god will make you an icon in your generation your work will go to the ends of the earth you will not remain a local champion your voice is not lost it is found there is going to be a bouncing back and a comeback and greater will be the second for your latter days will be greater than the former for your latter days will be greater than the former the former cannot be you he can never be have a better tomorrow no god will open international pathways for you you don't need to leave to be claimed they will celebrate you even from where you are they will put it they will come for you for the foreigners will come to work on your vineyards for the lights will come to the brightness of your rising but today i speak to you that arise and shine for your light has come that you will see the brightness of your rising today a new pair of eyes that you will see the greatness that god has placed you you will see through the eyes of god new pair of eyes i see i see i see your light i see i see your light arise and shine my child i see the light for the glory of the lord is risen upon you for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Arise and shine for my light is come. This is your time. This is your Kairos moment. For heavens have opened up for you. This is your time. I decree a restoration today upon your life. That the times and the opportunities that you have squandered for low self-esteem. The opportunities you did not take because you were too insecure. The opportunities you walked away from because you were timid. The opportunities you walked away from because you were doubtful of who you are. Today I decree a restoration has come. A restoration has come. Your restoration has come. In the next seven days you will see the hand of the Lord. Bringing back to your life the things that the enemy has stolen from you. I decree today 
that the, the restoration has come that's which you always wanted today you this week is sealed for the father we fast track his favor upon you he has put you on the speed lane to accelerate you in the things he has called you to be my child your time has come my child your time has come this is your hour this is your season you are the one the world is waiting for you are the one the world is waiting for you are the one the continent is waiting for you are the one the world is waiting for my child arise and shine for your light has come for the glory of the lord is risen upon you for the walls of Jericho has fallen your eyes will see the glory of the Lord your eyes will see he will enlighten the eyes of your understanding that you will know the hope of his calling for eyes have not seen ears have not heard what the Lord prepares for you your eyes have not seen your ears have not heard what your father has in store for you today your light has come we declare the lines are falling in pleasant places you will celebrate your godly heritage the lines are falling in pleasant places I want us to pray for people here if you this category of people you know indeed you need help from God because somehow you feel immobilized you've done all that you can you've done all that you can you feel you've given it your all but nothing is breaking open he said the fallow ground breaks because the anointing is there today he comes to anoint you with that unrealization that he has always been for you or with you this is the time where he opens your eyes to see so if you're immobilized you feel like there is no clarity of purpose there is no next step for you that your hopelessness has become on steroids you can't even see past yourself your ears are deafened all that you see are the problems all that you see are the challenges you know the Chinese pray one prayer they say may you live in interesting times and when they say living in interesting times because there's the time of interesting times are the times where you begin to see certain kind of graces manifest so God said I called you for a season this is the time where you will come there's a zygest there's a zygest of the spirit the spirit of the times where God is in anointing people for enterprise anointing people for leadership anointing people for innovation for creativity that you begin to pioneer things you begin to birth things tonight this afternoon that anointing falls on you that God will anoint you with the fragrance of his grace that he will anoint you for the power to create the power to get wealth I'm not talking about money I'm talking about a dimension that opens up an entire generation that you will bring people out of poverty you will cure something in education you will change the landscape in entertainment you will change it in every aspect I want you to put your hand on your chest and begin to speak to yourself. Unlock the greatness within Abba. The greatness is activated today. Every fear of kryptonite, every kryptonite, fear that is the kryptonite of your being, we dilute it. Awaken to your greatness. Your eyes will never see mediocrity, ever. Today we rewrite the scripts of your life and we speak to you that wherever you are planted, you will bloom. This is your year of the flourish. Your father has anointed you. You are not going to be a second fiddle. You're not going to always remain a failure. No. Your success has come. God has declared upon you. Speak to yourself. You're the prophet of your life. Call this land to you for thy entries. Let it about Shantara. 
we release the grace of expansion your coast is enlarging Father, today we, 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 we rekindle the power of the Spirit in every one of us today. The different spirit. I'm praying for the activation of the different spirit. For Caleb and Joshua had a different spirit. And they could see the hand of God today. May that different spirit become visible in your life. That spirit, Acts 1, it says, as the spirit came upon them, they were endued with power. I decree that as the spirit comes alive in you, in every way, you will see yourself change. It is the end of timidity. It is the end of fear. It is the end of imposter syndrome. It is the end of, of the crisis of identity. It is the end of the crisis of shame, condemnation. We silence every voice that has silenced you in your life. We silence. God will increase the volume of your voice. For the one... Every condemnation we silence, every security, every timidity, every voice of terror, we inoculate even now. I see the walls are falling. I see the chains are falling. Hey! I see the chains are falling. I see the walls are falling. Hey! Yeshua! You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.